it was billed as a Super Bowl rematch, a playoff-type feel on a Monday night matchup. You couldn't ask for more between Kansas City and Philadelphia. And what a game it was. Um, we're going to get into that as the rest, as well as the rest of the Week 11 in the NFL as we are getting down to cases. Thanksgiving is kind of the tipping point where you head towards the stretch run of the NFL, the most exciting time of the year in the uh, league is the stretch run and then obviously heading into the playoffs. We're going to break down a little bit of the game last night as well as uh, some winners and losers over the weekend in Week 11 of the NFL. A reminder, though, you can get more detailed breakdowns of the game of football, college football, NFL, heading on over to LandryFootball.com for all the latest information, the breakdowns, playing, coaching, scouting, front office perspective on the game of football. That's what we do at LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of our holiday savings special, which is the best deal that we've got going. It'll give you 12 months. What a great gift to yourself, to the football fan in your life, LandryFootball.com, the holiday savings special. Take advantage of it today. Also, a reminder to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, it was built as this Super Bowl-ish, playoff-ish type feel, and I thought it was a great game. Uh, Flawed game uh, in terms of how it was executed, but there was a lot of positives. First of all, I thought the Chiefs' game plan was simply outstanding defensively. You have to get this Philadelphia team off schedule. You can't allow them to live in third and short and have the brotherly shove, play, consistently move the football, keep the football away. Um, They created havoc. They created a lot of negative plays, got Philly off schedule. Um, Philly couldn't block the Chiefs defensive front, the run or the pass game. It was an impressive performance. With that said, with the what I would consider utter domination of the first half or so, that game by Kansas City's defense, it was Kansas City's offense, or lack thereof, their drops, their consistent drops. Their inability to finish this game off was directly correlated to the drops that they had on that side of the ball. Uh, it, it's what cost them because they could have stretched this game out and put it away a little bit earlier, making it difficult for Philly to come back. Even as Philly worked their way back into the game, and a great job by them offensively of finding a way um, to unleash the offense, get some big plays. Uh, Devontae Smith is big catch, uh, for example, but Jalen Hurts making plays, and more importantly, getting DeAndre Swift unleashed in the run game really got the Eagles back on track, made enough plays, get the lead late. And it was, again, an opportunity for Kansas City to come back. But offensively, too many drops. I thought Kansas City ran the football very well. Offensively, running the football against this Chief, uh, this Eagles defense is very difficult. I thought they did a phenomenal job. thought they controlled the pace and tempo with their defense and their running game. And to me, What my takeaway from this game is the Chiefs are good enough defensively, and I think they are creative enough to find a way to run the football and to work the short passing game to their benefit. But if they can't catch the football, schemes will not work. You will not be successful. You will not advance 
as far as Kansas City is used to advancing if they continue drop. So coming out of this game, it's not about anything other than for Kansas City, missed opportunities, drops that cost them, even coming from behind. But yes, prior to the inability to put the game away directly correlated to the drops. For Philly, I thought the game was huge. It's big for both games, both teams. As you are fighting this time of year, you're fighting for home field advantage. You're fighting for your division. Um, Well, right now, Kansas City's in a race with Baltimore for home field. Philly is basically taking a huge step during this stretch run of getting home field in their division, uh, in in the, the NFC. But I think for Philly, it's not that they didn't think they could win. They knew they could beat Kansas City. If they didn't, um, I don't know what you take out of the Super Bowl other than the fact that they played with Kansas City very effectively and had every chance to win and and, in large large cases blew the lead. I think winning a game like this meant more to them. Kansas City has won two Super Bowls, this iteration of the Chiefs. They know they can win. I think Philly thinks they can win. I think this game will buoy them, will give them even more confidence should they face off again in the Super Bowl. And, yes, we could see another Super Bowl rematch. So onward and upward, uh, I know the Lions and the the, the Niners are um, frustrated because that would have put the NFC still a home field advantage still in play. The Niners are two games behind. The Lions are certainly one game behind. Uh, we'll see how things play off that was a game I know the rest of the NFC was hoping would go against the Eagles. Um, for the Chiefs, they're still in pretty good position to get home field. They're going to win their division. You got Baltimore still in the division fight with Cleveland. Um, and I still think Kansas City's still in pretty good shape to get home field advantage and have everything in the AFC go through Arrowhead. We'll see how it plays out. But uh, that is the takeaway from the Monday night uh, thriller that was indeed just that. <clears throat> Some winners and losers uh, in the NFL in week 11. I, I want to go with um, some individual performances in breaking down the tape. Darren Bland, a uh, corner from the Cowboys, they lost one of their better playmaking corners in Trevon Diggs due to an ACL before week three. But uh, Diggs is an all-pro cornerback. But uh, Bland has played very well. The second-year corner from Fresno State has replaced Diggs in the starting lineup. He recorded the fourth pick six of the season, which ties an NFL record. He undercut a Bryce Young throw. Uh, he's a first-team All-Pro. He's he's created turnovers, been excellent in coverage, uh, plays on the outside and in the slot. His versatility has been outstanding and a big reason why this Dallas defense is so very good. Um, on the downside is the continued play of Bryce Young. Brutal day for the Carolina Panther. Uh, what a year it's been for Alabama quarterbacks. Bryce Young has been awful. Uh, Mac Jones has been awful. Um, facing one of the top defenses, the Panthers scored only 10 points despite rushing for 110 yards. Um, Young threw a bad interception to Bland, who took seven sacks. Um, there's not a, talent, a lot of talent around them, but as we're seeing in Houston, C.J. Stroud is uplifting that Houston Texans team. Guys like Mac Jones and Bryce Young are definitely not doing that. They are anchoring down 
what is already a pretty bad unit. The offense is getting worse by the week. Um, Panthers don't have any real options. Um, been a long season for Bryce Young. Speaking of Houston, one of the guys that has stepped up because of DJ Stroud is Tank Dell. Um, Texans are six and four, only one game back in the AFC South. They look like a playoff game, and when it with its upcoming schedule, likely to get to double digit wins. <clears throat> but the Texans wouldn't be here. Certainly wouldn't be there without CJ Stroud, but they wouldn't be there without Tank Dell. They've gotten good play from Nico Collins, Robert Woods, Noah Brown. Dell is the one who's given his offense a lot of juice. Without him, uh, it wouldn't be the same. He led the team in receiving yards with 149 yards on 10 targets. Biggest play was a 40-yard touchdown where he made a big-time adjustment on the ball to make a catch. He's been simply outstanding. If he progresses at that place, the Texans might be the team to beat in the AFC South. They might overtake uh, overtake the Jackson certainly not going to be somebody fun to play come playoff time. Another negative is the play of Kenny Pickett of the Steelers. They've got major problems on their hands. They're six and four. They have a decent chance of staying in the North. Kenny Pickett is regressed. He's gotten worse. Um, they might even consider moving on from him. They have moved on from the offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, probably a little late in that regard. They scored just 10 points against the Browns in week 11. Uh, the only touchdown came on a 74-yard touchdown run by Jalen Warren in the second half. Pickett finished with 106 yards, <clears throat> 28 attempts. Steelers had just 77 passing yards on 31 dropbacks. And not nothing new for Pickett. Uh, Pickett has played um, all the way this season, but he has played very poorly. He's lacking a lot of confidence. They got the Ball with great field position late in the fourth quarter. Chance to win the game. Completely just one of four passes on 12 yards. There's playmakers, and then they're not playmakers. Kenny Pickett's just not one of them. They're in a position to still make the playoffs. We're going to see if making a move away from Matt Canada will help them. Hey, boy to Jordan Love. And what a performance by him. Um, another young quarterback, a young team. You want to see some progress. Um, he played well against the Steelers in week 10, multiple touchdowns, giving the Packers a chance to steal that game. He wasn't perfect, but he's one of the reasons why they were competitive in week 11. He was the reason why they won against the Chargers with more than just five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Love and the Packers got the ball at their 25 yard line down four points in six plays. Love led the Packers down the field for what would have been the winning touchdown. Um, it's touchdown throw to Romeo Dobbs. It was the second of the day, and it was really an impressive slot fade in the end zone. Uh, Dobbs made a fantastic play on the football. He passed for 322 yards, averaged 8.1 yards per attempt. It's the second time in three weeks he's averaged more than eight yards per attempt. He's playing with more confidence. Look, the Packers are four and six. They won't be a playoff team. But the good news is that he's making some progress, unlike some of these other young quarterbacks. So, just some thoughts here in the week uh, as we head into uh, Thanksgiving week. You've got the Dolphins with the two-game lead over Buffalo in the east. You've got the Ravens and the Browns fighting it out in the north. As we mentioned, the Steelers only one game back. You've got an impressive race in the AFC South between Jacksonville and Houston. Um, and then Kansas City running away with it in the West as they normally do. Philly and Dallas, still a race to some degree, although it's Philly, and let's see if Dallas can catch them. 
the North, it's about Detroit. But how about the story of Minnesota and how well they're playing? Tough loss for them. They really needed that win against Denver on Sunday night. In the South of the NFC, uh, is it a race or is it just a pillow fight? As the Saints have a one-game lead in the loss column, mainly because they were on a bye. Um, And in the West, uh, it's San Francisco with Seattle hanging on by a thread. San Francisco, I think, is ready to pull away in that division. So uh, it's going to be fun. Obviously, some big matchups this weekend. We're going to break it down for you. Can the Lions um, continue to stay on top of the the North and keep that separation? Cowboys likely going to blow out the Commanders. And then the Niners, can they basically put the Seahawks away? It's going to be a lot of fun. But then on Sunday, the Texans and the Jags, uh, it's going to be interesting. The Broncos and the Browns, intriguing. Eagles and Bills, how big is that game for the Bills? Um, and then uh, the Ravens, are they going to continue the embarrassment and, and put the final nail uh, in the coffin for Brandon Staley of the Chargers? And then the Vikings got the Bears on Monday night. A lot to get to this week. We're going to break it all down for you at LandryFootball.com. So make sure that you take advantage of our holiday saving special that we've got going. Um, and also a reminder to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Always great to be with you. We'll talk to you again next time, everybody.